The National Broadcasting Company brings you Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell in... Dangerous Assignment. The time, midnight. The place, a carnival on the outskirts of Zurich, Switzerland. Two men slip furtively through the shadows near the slowly revolving carousel. They stare intently into the darkness. Triplish must be around here somewhere, Carl. Yeah, handsome. We both saw him enter the carnival grounds. Well, where could he hide? The carnival is almost deserted. You see, there's only one person riding on the carousel and... Carl! Carl, it is he, Triflis, right on the rod nose. Yeah, riding on the carousel. Good. We wait and we will ride right into our arms. He sees us. Come on. Hanson, drag him from the carousel. No, no. Grab him. Grab him. Yeah, yeah, I have him. No, let go of me. Let go. Carl, drag him into the shadows here. Yeah. The American document, Triflis. Where is it? I, I do not know what you're talking about. The one they called File 307. You sold it to Brunner, didn't you, Triflis? Didn't you? I... Yes, to Bruno. In that case, you will not live to spend the money. No, no. Go ahead, Carl. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Not my throat. I, I can't breathe. Yeah, no. Exactly. More pressure, Carl. I, I... A little more, Carl. I cannot squeeze any tighter. Uh, it is enough pressure. Just hold it a moment here. So... I think that is enough. Yes. You may let him go now, Carl. You've seen him in such pictures as An American Romance. The Great McGinty and Command Decision. Now, here is our star, Brian Donlevy, in another two-pistoned portrayal as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. Ruth, you've got the worst sense of timing I ever saw. You're always dragging me back here to the office when I'm right in the middle of a big deal. Maybe she was a big deal to you, Steve, but she looked more like a stacked deck to me. You know, some of these gals may start picketing you. What's this all about, anyway? That's what the commissioner's waiting in his office to tell you. Here we are. I have your passport and credentials ready when you are. Okay, thanks, Ruth. Oh, Steve. Hello, commissioner. Well, where am I going this time? Zurich, Switzerland. Switzerland? Look. I can't even yodel. You won't have time to yodel. Steve, ever hear the name Bruner before? Bruner? Sounds vaguely familiar. Who is he, Commissioner? I don't know. Huh? Bruner's always been a very mysterious figure, Steve. None of our agents has ever seen him. Matter of fact, I don't suppose there are more than a handful of people in the entire world who know what he looks like. Yeah, I remember now. Bruner's a sort of an international mystery man who sells information to the highest bidder. We think Bruner has file 307, Steve. File 307? Top secret document containing defense plans. Two weeks ago, it was stolen from this country. Oh, you think it's in Zurich now? We had information it was temporarily in the possession of a seamy little man named Triflis. This morning, his body was discovered near a carnival grounds outside of Zurich. Mm. Needless to say, file 307 wasn't on Triflis's body. No, but Triflis paid a visit to Bruner's villa two hours before he was murdered. 
We think he sold file 307 to Bruner. Mm. And I'm supposed to get it back from this international secret seller, huh? Great. Well, have we got any contacts in Zurich? One. His name is Max Raber. He runs the carnival over there. Just uh, one more thing, Steve, as to the danger involved. Yeah, I don't imagine trying to get into Bruner's villa is a habit-forming occupation. There's more than that. Other interests are also trying to get file 307 from Bruner. Naturally, they'll try to stop you permanently. Their agents may be watching you right from the start. Yeah. Well, that's it, Steve. As usual, you'll pose as a foreign correspondent after an interview with Bruner. Actually, you ought to find file 307 and bring it back. You've got your assignment? Good luck. Steve Mitchell departed United States for Zurich, apparently on assignment as foreign correspondent. Keep him under surveillance, find out his real mission. Very well, Mr. Mitchell. We will try to give you a very cordial reception here in Zurich. Taxi? Oh, okay, driver. Kenny Hotel. Yes, sir. You're an American, sir. Yeah. On a uh, vacation, perhaps? Not exactly. Well, I'm a good guide, sir. I can show you the points of interest here in Zurich. Never mind. I'm afraid I won't have much time for sightseeing. No, wait a minute. Uh, yes, sir? There's a large villa a couple of kilometers outside of the city. Got a high wall around it. You know where it is? Why, I think I can find it, sir. Okay. When you get me to the hotel, wait for me. I'll want you to take me out to that villa. I will be very happy to, sir. Hello, Carl. This is Hanson speaking. I've just brought Mitchell to the Koenig Hotel from the airport. I'm waiting for him now. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't suspect me. He thinks I'm just a cab driver. He wants me to take him to Buna's villa, so he's after file 307, all right. Now listen, Carl. There is a Max Raber who runs the carnival. They might be working together. If Mitchell tries to contact Raber, you know what to do. might be the villa you are looking for, sir. It is the only one with a high wall near here. Well, it must be it, then. Okay, here you are. Oh, but uh, I can wait for you, sir. Never mind. Very well, sir. If you should need me further, my name is Hanson, and my cab is usually in front of your hotel. Oh? You're quite an obliging guy, aren't you, Hanson? Sir? I'll skip it. Thanks. <laughs> Some joint. Looks like a penitentiary. Oh, there ought to be a gatekeeper around here somewhere. Hmm. Who are you? What are you doing here? What do you want? One at a time. I'm Steve Mitchell, foreign correspondent from the United States. What do you want? An interview with Brunner. Go away. Now look. You cannot see Brunner. Brunner gives interviews to no one. Go away. Brunner? 
Yeah? What is it, Tam? Well, this fellow's getting better looking by the minute. What's the matter, Fritz? This man wants to see Bruna. Oh? I'm Bruna's secretary, Karen. Hello. You're Mr... Steve Mitchell. You're Bruna's secretary? <laughs> he should be so lucky. You can go, Fritz. I'll take care of this. Very well, Karen. But don't let him get into the gate. Much cozier with just the two of us, isn't it? Just what was it you wanted, Mr. Mitchell? I'm a newspaper correspondent. No. Well, I'm afraid you've come to the wrong place, then. Your boss isn't too eager when it comes to giving out interviews, huh, Karen? Bruna sees no one, Mr. Mitchell. Yeah, that's the general impression I've gotten, but I thought he might possibly make an exception in my case. You say you wish a story? That's right. And that's all you wish here? It was before I met you. I mean, a story is all you wish from Bruna. What else would I be after? I do not know. Suppose you come back tomorrow, Mr. Mitchell. Tomorrow? Yes. I will tell Bruna about you and ask him if he will see you. Why, thanks. You'd be doing me a big favor, Karen. All right, Mr. Mitchell. I will try to persuade him. Until tomorrow, then. Boss around? The boss? Yeah, the guy who runs this carnival. You mean Max Reber? That his name? I'd like to talk to him. Where is he? Over there, standing at the shooting gallery. The short man with the gun in his hand. Okay. Nice shot. Thank you. I seldom miss. Oh? <laughs> Looks like you know what you're talking about. You, uh, Max Reber? That is correct. I'm Steve Mitchell. You missed. The name mean anything to you? A name is for anyone who cares to use it. That's right. But these credentials aren't. Do you mind squinting down your peep sight at them? Put them away. The commissioner sent you, Mitchell? Yeah. He said you might be able to help me. You're after fire three or seven. Yeah. You any information on it? I think the person they call Bruna has it. Yeah, it looks that way. The guy who had it before him turned up dead near your carnival, didn't he? You missed again, Max. Perhaps because you're crowding me, Mitchell. Oh, sorry. Go to 25 Bolligstrasse and wait for me. As soon as I close the carnival for the night, I'll come. We'll talk further. 25 Bolligstrasse. Right. Only six hits out of eight. I am slipping. That's slipping? Look, Raver, do me a favor. What? Don't ever point that gun at me. <laughs> Twenty-one. Twenty-three. Here it is. Twenty-five Hmm. All dark. Unlocked. Well, Max has to wait here for him. I wonder where the lights are. Hey, who closed the door? What? In just a moment, our star Brian Donlevy returns as Steve Mitchell in Dangerous Assignment. The United States is now building the largest, best-trained peacetime armed forces in its history. Our United Services, Army, Air Force, Navy, Marine Corps, and Coast Guard 
are training a new kind of serviceman, training him in the greatest scientific enterprise in the world. Yesterday, he was a man of weapons. Today, to a large degree, he's a man of science. Yes, a brilliant future in technology is available to America's young men in the new armed forces. So remember, the time for the future is now. Find it in the armed forces of the United States. the National Broadcasting Company brings you Act Two of Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy in the role of Steve Mitchell. The time, one hour later. The place, the police station in Zurich, Switzerland. Oh. Oh, we're coming around at last. Why? Oh. The head, it hurts, huh? The head, it hurts, huh? Hey. It looks like a jail. It is. Uh, I am Police Inspector Baumgartner. Police? Jail? Look, I don't get it. Neither do we. When we found you four kilometers west of the city, I... How did I get four kilometers west of the city? Last I remember was walking in a house at 25 Brolichstrasse and getting hit on the head. One of our policemen saw a cab with two men in it traveling at high speed out of the city. He gave chase. The men finally abandoned the cab... When the policeman got to it, he found you lying on the floor, unconscious. Uh, remind me to thank him. Looks like I was getting taken for the well-known ride when he came along. Eh? Skip it. You say there were two men in the cab. Whose cab was it? We are checking that. Why? Well, I was just thinking about a very eager cab driver named Hansen who wanted to show me the sights around Zurich. Now it is my turn <laughs> to ask the questions. What were you doing at 25 Brolichstrasse? I was sent there by... Hey... By a carnival owner I thought was a friend of mine. Incidentally, is there a telegraph office around here? Down the street. Hey, Mitchell, your credentials are those of a newspaper correspondent. May I inquire what you are really doing here in Zurich? It's very simple, Inspector. I'm trying to get an interview with a mysterious character named Brunner. Brunner. Hey, Mitchell, a word of advice. You are apparently involved with very dangerous people. It might be better for you to give it up. Oh? Well, thanks for the advice. I'd sleep on it, except it's almost morning. Yeah, you sleep on it, Herr Mitchell. Only be sure you're able to wake up. May I inquire what you are really doing here in Zurich? It's very simple, Inspector. I'm trying to get an interview with a mysterious character named Brunner. Brunner? Herr Mitchell, a word of advice. You are apparently involved with very dangerous people. It might be better for you to give it up. Oh? Well, thanks for the advice. I'd sleep on it, except it's almost morning. Yeah, you sleep on it, Herr Mitchell. Only be sure you're able to wake up, huh? It's from Steve, Commissioner. Good. I've been expecting a report from him. Here you are. Oh, thanks, Ruth. File 307, apparently in Brunner's possession. His beautiful secretary, Karen, trying to arrange appointment for interview. Just between us, would rather interview Karen... Uh, <laughs> he never changes, does he? Apparently, Max Raber, not such hot friend of ours after all. Still nursing large lump on head, which I collected at a dress Raber sent me to. What? 
I don't understand, Commissioner. I thought Max Raber could be trusted. I guess in this business you never know, Ruth. Oh, there's some more coming in. We'll pay Raber another visit this morning when his carnival opens up. In the meantime, I'm going back to Bruner's Villa. We'll keep you informed. Well, this is quite an apartment you've got here, Karen. Much better than trying to talk through the bars of that gate outside. Yes, it is a nice apartment. Bruner takes good care of me. You know something? He should. <laughs> you say nice things, Steve. Sometimes it comes easy. I'm afraid it won't do you any good to look out the window, Steve. You won't see Bruner. Oh? He lives in that other wing, across the courtyard. Hmm. Look, uh, what kind of a guy is he, anyway? Mm, a short little man. Very quiet. A short man? A fascinating man to work for. I can imagine. Steve. I talked to him last evening about you. He doesn't believe you. What do you mean? Well, he doesn't believe it's just an interview you want. Oh? What else would I be after? He's not sure yet. But uh, supposing you were after a story. Bruner's interested in knowing just how much you would be willing to pay for it. We're uh, talking about the story, of course. Of course. Well, that's sort of a tough question to answer offhand. You see, there are others anxious to, uh, shall we say, write a story about Bruner. They are willing to pay a great deal. Yeah, I'll bet they are. And, uh, well, Bruner knows a lot more about you than you think, Steve. He knows you cannot pay as much for it as others can. I see. Well, if Bruner knows so much about me, maybe he also knows that the story we're talking about used to belong to the people I worked for. Yes, he knows that. But I'm afraid it does not make any difference to him. He says he cannot do business with you. Well, that's that, I guess. I'm sorry, Steve. So am I. Anyway, it was very nice of you to go to the trouble. I was glad to. I don't quite get why you've been so nice to me. Well, I... I guess I... You what? Well, I, I stay here in Bruna's villa most of the time. I don't see many people. And I've never seen anyone like... I mean, you were... Oh, I, I don't know what I mean. Maybe this is what you mean, Karen. Oh, Steve. You... You must leave, Steve. Okay. But I'll be back. No, Steve. They would not let you in. There's a high wall and guards. Look, I said I'd see you later, and I will. With you here, I could grow wings. No, Max Reber's not here. Where is he? I do not know. Oh, he should have been here by now to open up the carnival. Yeah? Where does he live? At 25 Rolikstrasse. What? Max Reber lives at 25 Rolikstrasse? Yeah. You know where it is? Yeah. I've got lumps to prove it. Thanks. Well, Mitchell, here we go again. 25 Rolex Strasse. Hey, sounds like a fight inside. Mitchell, help me! 
get these men off me. Mitchell. <laughs> it's the eager cab driver. Carl, let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Too late, Hanson. I will take care of this one, Mitchell. Hey, you sure did take care of him, Reba. For a little guy, you sure swing a mean limb. It's good you arrived when you did, Mitchell. Five minutes more would have been too late. You know, maybe I was wrong about you, Max. Wrong? What do you mean, Mitchell? I had you pegged as the boy arranged that hit on the head for me here last night. Oh, I told you to come here and wait for me. When I got here, you disappeared. I got taken for a ride. Maybe by these two guys on the floor here, Hanson and... and what's the other one's name? Hanson called him Carl, I think. Huh. Why'd they jump you just now? They know that we're working together. That we're after Fire Theo 7. They are also after it. Look, I'm going to need your help. Have you ever seen Brunner? No. But I've been watching his villa carefully the last few days. I think I know a way we can get into the grounds. Good. At one place, in the rear of the villa, there's a tree which overhangs the walls. It looks like a difficult climb, but perhaps we can make it. Okay. We'll tie these two apes up and leave them here for the present. And after dark, you and I will pay a little call on our friend Brunner. Here, Max. Take my hand. I'll put you up to this next branch. Yeah, Steve. Mm, thank you. Well, we're almost to the top. There. Now, I'll drop down inside of the wall first. Then you follow, okay? Go ahead. Okay. All right. Come ahead, Max. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Look, Mitchell. There are lights in that wing of the building across the courtyard. Yeah, that's where Karen says Brunner lives. We'll work our way over there and try to get in. Steve, listen. Oh, great. The hound of the Baskervilles. Look, Steve. A giant black dog coming for us. Yeah, I see him. Well, that just about cooks us. No, wait. Get lost, Reba. Huh? Lost? Get into the brushes there. Watch where they take me and try to get to me later. Now get moving. All right, Steve. Hey! Get away from me, you big lug! Hey, will somebody get the black monster off of me? Kitty's streets over against the wall. Hurry up! This dog cuts me on his manual. So, it is the nosy reporter. Get this timber wolf off me. Stubber, get the dog. Rich, take this man to the room in the cellar and tie him up at once. Who's there? Steve? Karen. They told me you'd been captured in the grounds. How long have you been lying here in the cellar? I don't know. Uh, half an hour, I guess. You should not have tried to come back, Steve. You're sorry I did, Karen? Oh, Steve. I'm afraid for you. Look, just get me untied. I, I cannot do that, Steve. What? Now, look, Angel. Fun is fun. Bruno but... would kill me if I did a thing like that. Look, you let me worry about Bruno. I cannot untie you now. I must get back right away or they will become suspicious. But, well, perhaps I can come back later. Come here. Okay. But make it sooner instead of later. I'll try, Steve. This is a great spot you got yourself in, Mitchell. Steve. Max, how long have you been in the next room? For several minutes. Here, I'll untie you. Good. I would have come in sooner, but from what I could hear, you were not very anxious to be rescued. Uh, yeah. Look, you know your way around this villa pretty well, don't you, Max? What do you mean? 
Finding these rooms in the cellar without much trouble. I told you I've been watching this villa the last few days. You're pretty short, too, aren't you? I, I do not understand. Karen told me Brunner was short. Don't let your imagination run away with you. I'm trying not to. How did you get in here so easily, anyway? I diverted their attention by setting a fire in the yard. A fire in the... Hey, <laughs> you believe in doing things up brown, don't you? Yeah. Mm. The last of the knots. Come on, Steve. Yeah. Out of the side door into the hall. Hey, no guards. No, they're probably all fighting the fire out in the yard. Come, up these stairs. We'll try to get over the back wall while their attention is diverted. Over the wall? Look, I came to this villa after file 307, and I'm not leaving until I get it. Steve, that's impossible. We would be lucky to escape with our lives to continue the search for the document. That would mean certain death for both of us. Well, you get discouraged too easy. This the door to the yard? Yeah. All clear. Come on. Hey, that really is a fire you started. Come, Mitchell. It's spreading toward the front gate. It's our chance to get over the back wall. Hey, wait a minute, Max. We're not leaving yet. What? Look, that building over there. It's Brunner's wing of the villa. Steve, are you crazy? We cannot get in there. Why not? The door's open. This is our big chance, Reba. But, Steve, I tell you... Look, I came all the way across the Atlantic to find that piece of paper. Come on. Spot us? I don't think so. They're all fighting the flames. Okay, let's get inside. Close the door. Yeah. Bruno must be out at the fire too, Steve. Yeah. Brother. I thought Karen's apartment was something. This one looks like the Waldorf Astoria. Well, come on, let's go through some of these drawers. But Steve, if the document's in here, it's probably in a safe. You can't tell. Brunner might figure a safe would be the obvious place. Hey. What have you found? Silk stockings and negligee, Steve. Yeah, me too. I don't get it. I would... Wait huh? a minute. Boy, I'm really slipping, Max. Sure took me a long time to catch on. Steve, look. This leather case. Give it to me. Mm. Someone's coming. What? Here, put the case back in that drawer. Hurry. Yeah. Well, Steve. Karen Brunner. Complete with gun. Karen Brunner? I see you've discovered my little secrets. I should have figured it. You're not Brunner's secretary. You're Brunner. You're lucky, Steve. Lucky that I feel a certain affection for you. Otherwise, your discovery would have cost you your life. Steve, stay away from that drawer. Another step and I'll shoot. Okay, Karen. I lose. That's better. You were... Yes. You were getting very warm, Steve. So close to the right drawer. And yet so far. Yeah. Well, what happens now, Karen? I told you. You were lucky. I'm going to let you go. But you'd better go now. Okay. Well, it was nice while it lasted, baby. Yes. It was. And it would be something to remember when you're back in America. That even though Karen Bruner was a little too clever for you, she almost fell in love with you. Goodbye, Steve. Hi, Commissioner. Ruth said you wanted to see me as soon as I got back. I certainly do, Steve. I got the cable you sent from Zurich before you left. 
So Karen, the beautiful secretary, turned out to be Bruner. She sure did. Steve, you let me down badly. Huh? Letting a woman razzle-dazzle you like that. But I finally figured out she was Bruner, Commissioner. Yes, but too late. Not quite. I didn't mention it in my cable, but... Here. What's that? File 307. What? That's what you sent me over there to get, isn't it? Why, yeah, yes, but I, I don't understand. <laughs> you see, I'd found the papers and stuck them in my shirt before she walked in. And when I made a pass at the drawer where they'd been, she figured they were still there. I give up, Steve, of all the... Yeah. Karen was a razzle-dazzle artist, but she forgot the two can play that kind of football. I guess she'd never run into the hidden ball play before. Yeah. So long, Commissioner. You have just heard the seventh in an exciting new adventure series, Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. Dangerous Assignment is written by Bob Reif and directed by Bill Karn, with music by Bruce Ashley. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell. You sent for me, Commissioner? Yes, sit down, Steve. I suppose you heard about Bill Thorne. Yeah, they pulled his body out of a river in eastern Panama. That's right. Bill was one of our best agents and one of your best friends, Steve. I figured you'd want to take over his assignment. I do. You've got it as of right now. And I'll give you the background quickly. Ruth, uh, how about Steve's credentials? I've got them already, Commissioner. Steve can pick them up at my desk. Good. Here's a set of Steve. Shortly before the Japanese surrender, an entire boatload of Japanese weapons disappeared. We have reason to think they're hidden somewhere in Panama. And that whoever has them is willing to sell to the highest bidder. How many weapons are involved? Enough to equip three divisions. Hmm. Well, Bill Thorne must have been getting warm. Yes, that's obviously why he got killed. Steve, we can't afford to have a hidden cache of weapons that close to the canal. Who do I work with down there? A Lieutenant Perez of the National Police in Panama City. Any other contacts who might help me? One. His name is Emil Fager. Hmm. He owns a large plantation down there. Quite an influential man. Can we trust him? In this business, who knows? But he has done several favors for us in the past. When does my plane leave? Half an hour. Now, Steve... I don't need to tell you about the danger involved. They've already killed Bill Thorne. They'll be gunning for you, too. As usual, you'll pose as a foreign correspondent. Actually, your job is to find those weapons. Yeah, and find out who killed Bill Thorne. Yes. Well, that's it. You've got your assignment, Steve. Good luck. The 
National Broadcasting Company welcomes back to the air Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy as Steve Mitchell, colorful, two-fisted government agent. At all those places of the world where danger and intrigue walk hand in hand, there you will find Steve Mitchell on another Dangerous Assignment. Steve Mitchell is en route to Panama City by plane. Meanwhile, on a plantation in eastern Panama, near the forbidding and sinister Darien country, two men sit hunched over a powerful radio receiver. Steve Mitchell departed United States for Panama City. Believe he's taking over job of his late friend. <laughs> that does not surprise me, Colero. I did not think they would let the matter of their weapons drop. We will try to give Mitchell the same reception here in Panama that we gave his friend Bill Thorne. Yes. You know what to do, Colero. At the first opportunity. Lieutenant Perez, I'm Steve Mitchell from the United States. Here are my credentials. Mm-hmm. Hmm, see, si, Senor Mitchell. They appear to be in order. You've just arrived? Yeah, my plane landed about a half an hour ago. Please, sit down, Senor. Thanks. Say, uh, is it always this hot in Panama? Oh, no, Senor. It gets much hotter than this. Hmm, great. <laughs> I uh, presume you wish information about Senor Bill Thorne? That's right. Well, I'm afraid there is very little I can tell you, Senor. Thorne's body was recovered from a river in the Darien country in eastern Panama. Was he already dead when he was pulled out of the river? No, not quite, but he lasted only a few seconds more. Look, uh, was he able to say anything at all about what had happened? No, senor. He only mumbled something about San Miguel. Then he died. San Miguel? What did he mean? Well, I, I do not know, senor. It is very mystifying. However, there is an Indian village called San Miguel inland, in the Darien region. Here, it is at this point on the map. How would I go about getting to San Miguel? Oh, senor, that is very bad country. What do you mean? Well, the Darien country to the east, it is very wild. One can travel only by train or boat. And the Indians are very savage. Many people who enter that country are never seen again. It wasn't an Indian who killed Bill Thorne. But you still haven't told me how to get to San Miguel. Then you are determined to go? Of course. In that case, I will accompany you. Now, let me see. I think we should notify Senor Fager of our intentions. Fager? See, si. we will journey up this river, and here we will pass through land which is owned by him. Oh. It is customary to notify him when someone undertakes such a trip. Uh, would that be Emil Fager? See, si, Emil Fager. Why, do you know him, Senor? I know of him. Matter of fact, I was told I might contact him for help. Oh, he has always been very cooperative about such things. Yes, we will go see him. He happens to be here in Panama City at present... He is staying at the International Hotel. Where's that? On the Cinco de Mayo Plaza in the center of town. We can walk there. In this heat? Oh, but, senor... Yeah, yeah, I know. It gets much hotter than this. Ah, <laughs> I thought we would find senor Vega here in the lobby. Uh, that is he, the fat gentleman sitting in that chair by the window. Oh, uh, <laughs> he believes in service. I wish I had a guy to fan me. See, that is Senor Fager. Good afternoon, Senor. Ah, Lieutenant Perez. But 
I fail to see anything good about the afternoon, sir, with this infernal heat. Well, you should be accustomed to it by now, senor. Oh, I seem to feel it more when I come into town, senor. On my plantation, it doesn't bother me. But here, I must take Pepito and his fan wherever I go. Pepito, turn around. Fan the gentleman. Uh, senor... I would like to introduce Senor Steve Mitchell, a correspondent from the United States. Delighted to make your acquaintance, sir. Mr. Fager. Well, what can I do for you, gentlemen? Senor Mitchell desires to see some of the Darien country. I have offered to take him up the river with me. The Darien country? Oh, you're an adventurous man, Mr. Mitchell. That region is not generally considered to be suitable for an outing. <laughs> so I'm told. I uh, understand you have a plantation somewhere up there. Oh, see, on this edge of the region... It's fairly civilized there, but beyond lies territory that not even I have ever set foot in. Pepito, you are lagging faster, faster. You know, this is the closest thing to a breeze I've felt since I left home. As we will be passing through your land part of the way, I thought I should ask your permission, Senor Vega. Granted, of course. Glad to have you, gentlemen. At least that portion of your journey will be safe. Would you like me to send one of my men with you? I don't think that'll be necessary, Mr. Fager. Thanks just the same. Oh, at, at least let me put one of my boats at your disposal. Well, you are most kind, senor. Not at all, Lieutenant. As you know, I am always willing to cooperate with the authorities in anything at all. Anything at all. Wow. <laughs> it isn't getting any cooler, Perez. No, senor. As you see, the streets are nearly deserted this time of day. Everyone seeks refuge from the heat. Yeah. I noticed that this street wasn't exactly crowded. Hey, here's a doorway. Let's get out of the sun a minute, huh? Of course, senor. <laughs> what do you know? What is it, senor? Wouldn't you know it? Ten degrees hotter than a Turkish bath, and some joker builds a chimney on his house. Chimney? <laughs> but, senor, there are no chimneys in Panama City. No. Look out in the middle of the street. See the shadow of that building across the way? Hmm. Oh, that is no chimney, senor. Chimneys do not move. Hey, that's a man up there on the roof. He's got a knife. Get down, get down. It hit the door right over your head. Yeah. Two inches lower and I'd have gotten a haircut the hard way. Did you get a look at him? Just a glimpse of his face. Ah, the roofs are close together in this part of the city. He could be a block away by now. Yeah. Well, senor, it would appear someone objects to your presence in Panama City. That <laughs> doesn't surprise me much. Well, come on, Perez. Let's get outfitted and start that trip up the river to San Miguel. You know... This is not exactly like boating on the Potomac, Perez. Look at that jungle. I'd sure hate to get lost in there. Oh, it is an easy thing to do, Senor Mitchell. The only trails in there are made by the Indians, and they are well concealed. You uh, say the Indians in this area are hostile? Most of them. There isn't any intrusion on what they consider their country. And, of course, the Indians are not the only danger in there. No? There are always the snakes. Snakes? Oh, yes, Senor. This jungle is full of them. Many varieties, but most of them are quite deadly. Oh, fine. <sighs> well, we should be getting close to San Miguel. We have but a few more hours of daylight, and because of the rocks, it is very dangerous to navigate the river at night. 
Well, I'm not hankering to be out in this stuff at night. These mosquitoes don't help things either. Mitchell, somebody shooting at us from the jungle. Get down in the boat. You see where it came from? See where it came from? I can't even see where we're going. We must keep control of the boat. Yeah. As soon as he shoots again, I'll take a quick look over the side and see where we're going. Hey, that went right through the boat. Look, Perez, it doesn't matter where we're going. This boat's a death trap. I think we'd better slip over into the water on the other side of the boat here. We'll be a little more sheltered that way. See, si, senor. Look out. Huh? That rock ahead of us. Yeah. Get clear. Get clear. Get clear. Oh, the boat is done for. Into the water. Okay. Yeah. Perez. Perez, where are you? Right here, senor. You okay? See. Si. Try to swim underwater. Head to the other bank. Perez. Where'd the slug hit you? In the shoulder. Here. Let me get my arm under you. Mitchell, don't try to save me. You are making a target of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Okay. Yeah. Get my arm under you now. But, Mitchell... Shut up and relax. I'm going to try something behind this rock. Senor, I am getting weaker. Hold on, Perez. Just a little longer. There. We made it. Good. This rock will shelter us from Trigger Boy for the time being. How you doing, Perez? Oh, I'm afraid I've lost quite a little blood, senor. Well, wad up your shirt and hold it over the wound. See? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Hey, I can touch bottom here. Look. Lay over on my shoulder and I'll carry you out of the water. All right. Here we go. We're going to be exposed for a second or two, but we can't help it. There. I don't think he can spot us in this underbrush. How far do you think we are from this village of San Miguel? Oh, it can only be a mile or two. Good. Okay. Come on, get up on my back now. Oh, no, senor. Please do not try to carry me. Leave me here and send help for me. Oh, fine. I'm sure the snakes around here would love to see you. But you cannot carry me all that way. Well, I'll admit playing piggyback with a sniper after us isn't my idea of fun. But at least we've got the river between us. Come on now. Here, up you go. Yeah. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Can you see the village yet, Perez? See, si. it is in that clearing just ahead. Good. This is sure the longest mile I've ever walked in my life. Yeah, I see it now. Hey, 
Hmm? All the huts are up on stilts. Uh-oh. Looks like we've got a reception committee coming towards us. The man in front, I think he is their chief. We had better stop here at the edge of the clearing. Okay. I'll put you down here. Yeah. There. Can you stand all right? Yes. I think so. Senor Mitchell, yeah. for bringing me to safety, I... Gracias, senor. Here they come. What you want, senores? Some help for my friend here, and some information. Your commerce friends? Yes. Believe me, Chief, we're in no position to do harm to anyone right now. Blast! See? Si. Have that one's wound cared for? See. Si. Can you walk, senor? See. Si. Come with me. I'll check with you in a couple of minutes, Perez. Si, senor. Thank you, Chief. What do you want to ask me, senor? Chief, a friend of mine was killed near here a few days ago. His name was Thorne, Bill Thorne. Uh, I remember him. Well, he came to see you? Si, senor. Why? He wanted to ask me about mystery of San Miguel. Mystery of San Miguel? Well, I guess he got killed trying to find out what that mystery was. I've uh, taken over for him. Now, what can you tell me about it? Two, three years ago, mm. 20 of my best men walk into jungle, mm. disappear, never see again. They disappeared without a trace? Si, senor. Well, why did they go into the jungle? White men offer them job working for him in mine in jungle. A mine? You know who the white man was? No, senor. Is the mine around here anywhere? See, si. It's down river not far from here. But mine is deserted. Look, would you furnish me a guide who could take me to that mine? See, si. I will send Blas. He is best man I have. Thanks, Chief. I'd like to start right now. I'd hate to be trying this alone, Blast. You can't even see these trails from ten feet away. Si, senor. We keep them well concealed. We do not wish enemies to use them. You uh, have any idea what kind of work these men from your village were doing at this mine we're heading for? No, senor. Once I saw some of them going down river on a large boat. Could you see what was on the boat? Big boxes. Big boxes, huh? Yeah. That could have been the weapons. Aye, here we are, senor. What? Here's the mine. Where? I don't see anything. Right over there, senor. Hmm. Is that it? See. Si. <laughs> no wonder I couldn't see it. It's all blown over with underbrush. <laughs> sure haven't been operating for a long time. Here, I'll take a look. Hey, the shaft's completely caved in. No chance of finding out what's down there now, I guess. Senor. What? The birds. What? They are being followed. What? Are you sure about that? I am sure. What was that? Stand still, senor. Uh, now I see him. Who? Look, over against that tree. Holy smoke, what's that? Iguana, senor. Ig uh, what? Iguana, a giant lizard. You call that thing a lizard? It's five feet long. Si, si. Look at him, go. Si, senor. 
<laughs> Brother, remind me never to spend a vacation here. Well, uh, wait, wait. Hmm? Birds do not stop singing for iguana. Listen. Yeah, I hear it. Someone coming through the brush. Senor, you get over behind that tree. I will lie beside the trail here with my machete. Okay. Can you see anything? See, si. He's a man. He's carrying a rifle. Probably the same sniper. Why? There it comes. No! Brother, you sure made short work of him, Blast. Uh, he would have made short work of us, and... Yeah. Hey, I recognize his face. That's the guy who chucked a knife at me in Panama City yesterday afternoon. You know this man? No, no, but... Here, maybe there's something here in his pockets that'll give us a lead on who he is. Huh. Huh, just this picture. A picture of himself? Yeah. That girl he's with isn't bad, either. Well, come on, Blast. Let's get back to the village. Look, uh, I'm going to ask the chief if I can keep you with me to help me take Perez back to Panama City. I've got to get back there and make out my report. Steve's report's coming in from Panama City, Commissioner. Good. Let's have it, Ruth. Here you are. Great job you sent me on, Commissioner. To date, I've had a knife thrown at me, been shot at, and nearly drowned. Good luck. You know, that guy can get into trouble easier than anyone I know. Even the lizards are chasing me. He's just irresistible, I guess. Perez wounded, but not seriously. Hmm. Located mine, which looked like promising hiding place for weapons, till I found it had been deserted for years. Here's the rest of it. I'm back in Panama City with Perez now. On our way over to the International Hotel to notify Emil Fager about the loss of his boat. We'll keep you informed. We are very sorry about the loss of your boat, Senor Fager. Nonsense. It was unavoidable, Lieutenant. And I have other boats. You were both very fortunate to escape with your lives, gentlemen. You can say that again, Mr. Fager. But at least that river was cool. Where did you say this incident occurred, uh, Senor Perez? Oh, about 20 miles past your plantation, Senor. Hmm. Yes. That's bad country up there. Makes a perfect hiding place for outlaws and cutthroats. Any idea why that sniper should be shooting at the two of you, sir? Uh, no. No, none. Must have been a nasty wound you got, Senor Perez. See, my shoulder still pains, but it is much better now. Ah, come on, Perez, we'd better be going. I'll see you later, Fager. Uh, And thanks again for the use of the boat. Oh, you're quite welcome, sir. It is just unfortunate your adventure had such a disastrous ending. But do not hesitate to call on me again if you need anything. Thank you. I, uh... Looked up the registration papers on the deserted mine as you requested, Senor Mitchell. Mm, what'd you find out? Well, it was owned by Manuel Carrero, and the foreman was Eduardo Avila. Hmm, either of those names mean anything to you? No, not that of Manuel uh, Carrero, but I do know Avila. He has been arrested several times this last year on charges of drunkenness. He frequents the bars on the Avenida Central. Good. Let's go over there and see if we can run him down. <laughs> 
Ladies Avila, Senor Mitchell. Over at the corner table with the woman. Ah, well, our luck's good, Perez, finding him in the third bar we tried. Hey, hmm? who's that girl he's with? I do not know, senor. She's just a blue moon queen. A, a what? Blue moon queen. That is what we call them here. Girls who frequent these bars and get men to buy drinks for them. Why do you ask, senor? Because she happens to be in the picture I took out of the dead sniper's pocket. What? Are you sure of that? Take a look at it. Here. See, si, you are right. Come on. Eduardo Avila. What do you want? As you know, I am Lieutenant Perez of the police. What has Eduardo done? I will ask the question, senorita. I've done nothing. Were you not once the foreman of a mine up the river near the edge of the Darien country? That mine has not been operated for years. What kind of a mine was it? Why don't you leave me alone? All the time, the police, they arrest me, lock me up. Why don't you leave me alone? All I want is to be left alone. Avila, come back here. Let him go for now, Perez. I want to talk to the little lady here. What you want with me? Take a look at this picture. Who's that man with you? I do not know. Come on, quit stalling. I tell you, I do not know. Senorita, allow me to point out, if you do not tell us, I will have to arrest you. I believe you are acquainted with our jail. I'm certain you would not like to return. Now, who is the man in that picture with you? Correro. What? Let's have that again. Manuel Correro. Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, thanks, senorita. Come on, Perez. Senor Mitchell, Manuel Correro was the man who was listed as the owner of that mine. Yeah. The same guy who threw a knife at me and was shooting at us in the river. I wish he'd lived long enough to fill in a few details. After you, senor. Thanks. What do you think of this foreman we just talked to, Avila? He impresses me as a man who knows something he is drinking to forget. Yeah. I wonder if he's trying to forget those 20 natives who disappeared from San Miguel. You know, all of this seems to tie into that mine. Have you still got those registration papers on it? See, si, in my office. Good. I want to take a look at them. <laughs> Here are the papers on the mine, senor. As you see, Carrero is listed as the owner. Avila is foreman. But now that Carrero is dead, I'm afraid... Wait a minute. Uh, hmm? What's this? Oh, uh, that is a map of the area surrounding the mine. And a diagram of the mine. It is required by law to... Hey. What is it, senor? Take a look at this diagram. See? Here's the mine shaft indicated here. Eh? The one you discovered to be caved in. Yeah. But look over here, right around the bend of the river. Oh, another entrance to the mine. Yeah, a side door. Look, uh, can you get me another boat? Why, of course, but... That Indian guide Blas is still here in Panama City, too. Senor Mitchell, you think the weapons are stored in that mine after all? I don't know. That's what I'm going back up the river to find out. We are very near to the shore, senor. Yeah, Blas. I'm keeping the boat in as close as I can. I don't want to miss that mine entrance. We should be getting warm, according to this map. Look, there's a bend in the river just ahead. Yes, senor, I see the entrance. Right, right over there. Yeah. In the side of the river bank. Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brother, you'd never spot that in a million years unless you knew right where it is. It's all covered with underbrush. See. 
Okay. Tie up to that branch. We'll take a look. Let's see. Let's see. There. Okay, come on. Well, here we are. It's very dark in town. Yeah. I got a flashlight. I'll go first. It's a sense this part of the mine hasn't been abandoned for years. Look at the footprints in the dirt. Wait a minute. Tunnel takes a turn to the left here. See, it is widening out a little, Senor. Yeah, I think... Hold it. Holy smoke. Look at that. Rifles, machine guns, grenades. The works. <laughs> well, I've got to hand it to Carrero. He picked a good hiding place. Let's have a look. Senor, look. Huh? Look on the ground there. The bones, they're all around us. Yeah. Skeletons. A lot of them. Yeah, I guess that solves the mystery San Miguel, Blas. Twenty men from your village walked into the jungle and disappeared. Twenty men who were hired to bring the weapons here and then were killed to shut their mouths. One of those skeletons, senor. Once was my brother. I didn't know that, Blas. I'm sorry. Senor. Hmm? Somebody is in his mind with us. Oh, I'll douse the light. Your light is not necessary. I will furnish the illumination. No, no. Stand quite still, both of you. Well, Emil Fager, complete with gun. At your service, Mitchell. Or should I say you are at mine? So you're the big boy in the deal, huh? I knew it was only a question of time until you discovered this entrance to the mine, Mitchell. So I thought it expedient to await you here and give you the reception you so richly deserve. Manuel Carrera was just fronting for you with the mine, huh? He was an employee of mine, and a very inefficient one, as it turns out. Ah, stay close together. I want to keep you both in the beam of my flashlight. This man, senor. Yes, boss? He is the one who killed the men of my village and my brother? That's right. He's the one, Blas. Wait, you. Stay where you are. Stand back, I see. Watch out, Blas. He'll shoot. What happens to me does not matter. Get back. Drop that machete. I avenge my dead brother. What? Throw your machete. Throw it. You knocked the gun out of his hand. I've got it. Oh, let go of me, Mitchell. You sure? Let go of your right. Now. You okay, Blas? See. See, this wound is nothing. Just my leg. Well... This is the second time you've saved my life, Blas. I hope it's the last time. Believe me, I don't want to make a habit of it. Senor, this man Fager, it would give me great pleasure to kill him. Yes, I know how you feel. But at least he's going to be out of circulation from now on. He's out of the weapon-selling business for good. Well, I guess this puts a new twist on an old saying. What is that, senor? He who lives by the sword shall perish by the machete. Oh, come on, Blas. Let's get out of here. Dangerous Assignment. Starring Brian Dunleavy as Steve Mitchell. Dangerous Assignment is written by Bob Reif, with music by Bruce Ashley and directed by Bill Karn. Be with us next week at this time when Brian Donlevy, starring as Steve Mitchell, will embark on another dangerous assignment. Fred Allen visits Bob Hope. Be sure to hear him tomorrow on NBC.
our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.